Hello and welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined by Don Brock and for the first time this year we have a full round of NRL matches to discuss. Don, was round one kind to you? Uh, it was pretty kind. Most cash cows uh, had a good week, some had a bad week. Um, that happens for most teams. Uh, keen to make trades already this week, but uh, yeah, looking to you know improve on that in round two. <laughs> As we all are. All right, well, thanks to our friends at Yui for bringing us the, uh, the Fantasy Podcast again. We'll get stuck in, straight into the team lists for the round coming up. Cronulla Sharks v St. George Yellow Dragons out at Sharp Park on Thursday night. Um, not a great deal of changes on either team. Probably the, the big news out of the Sharks is that rookie Sione Katoa copped a broken jaw, which is a massive blow to roughly 50% of fantasy coaches. So I guess the silver lining is that basically everyone's in the same boat. Um, probably not a must-sell given his price, but there's a, a lot of good options out there. Yeah, that's exactly right. Really disappointing start to the season for Katoa and for a lot of fantasy coaches. Um, he had a pretty quiet game before he got... Uh, you know, sideline with a broken jaw, ended up on three fantasy points, so his price won't go anywhere because he was minimum price already. Um, as you say, he's not a must-trade, but if your rest of your squad is looking fine, then he's one guy to trade out. He won't be back for another two months at least. Uh, so, yeah, so disappointing there. Otherwise, at the Sharks, nothing... Um, Outstanding. Paul Gowan came off the bench last week. Yeah, which that was, was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, so he's um, he's named to start this week, like like he was last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So presumably he's going to start this week. I worry if he's in your team, but for most people, he's someone you buy later in the season anyway. Mm. Uh, Andrew Fafita, forty eight points, a decent start. Not quite what you'd want for the amount of money he costs, but you know, especially not... if you cut on him like I did, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, no, no real disappointments there. So yeah, no, no panic around Gallon just yet, unless he's coming off the bench three or four weeks in a row, in which case reassess. Just their back line, Aaron Gray comes in. He's probably a bit underpriced given his potential, but if he does play on the wing where he's named, he's, he's not a buy. There is a few whispers around that Dugan might go to fullback, Holmes to wing and Gray to centre, which might make Gray a bit more appealing, but probably still a bit too risky to buy this week. Yeah, that would also make Dugan more appealing, you would think. Uh, Valentine Holmes didn't have a great game last week. It was one to forget. Exactly. So um, we'll see what happens there. They have a lot of options this season at fullback, the Sharks. Uh, yeah, so nothing too major. Um, Katoa's the only guy you'd look to trade out at this point. Mm. Okay, onto the Dragons. No changes there other than the Harme Selly and Jeremy Lattimore switcheroo between the bench and reserves. Um, there's not a lot doing at the Dragons, fantasy-wise. They had some solid scores, but nothing too eye-catching. Yeah, Jack DeBellin scored 62, including a try. Um, that's kind of par for the course for DeBellin. He's an excellent fantasy player. Uh, Matt Dufty, I think, had a pretty good score, considering he didn't do that much mm. eye-catching. He still scored 41 points. So Eight tackle bus, I think. Exactly, yeah. Up. So if he gets over the try line, he should pass 50 pretty easily, if that's going to be the norm. Um, Aitken got a try as well, got 42 in the centres. He's always going to be a handy uh, scorer while he's playing. Uh, Luciano Leilua came off the bench. He's pretty popular in fantasy, but he only played about 20 minutes, didn't score many points. So you really want more minutes out of him for him to improve on you know, last year's performances. For sure. Uh, so move on to the Roosters and the Bulldogs. The early game on Friday. Roosters shock losers last week against West Tigers. Not too many people tipped that one coming. Um, a lot of us, myself included, invested in James Tedesco, who didn't score too well, but I'm assuming he'll bounce back sooner rather than later. Fingers crossed. Um, Siwa Takiaho, another player I had in the Roosters lineup who was very disappointing. Um, what did you take on them? Yes, same here with those two guys. Um, the Roosters were really ordinary by, you know, well below expectations, especially against the Tigers, who were pretty fired up. Um, 
Yeah, so Tedesco, 29 points, way below what your expectations are. Takiyaho, 28 points. Um, he didn't kick goals either, so mm. uh, he could easily improve this week. He hasn't got a huge break even, but he doesn't look like being the big moneymaker that people were hoping for this this season. Uh, Tedesco, as you say, will, will bounce back, you'd expect. The Roosters, you know, if all their backline players will improve, bar yeah. Blake Ferguson, who had a pretty good game. Um, when they start scoring some tries, they only got one try last week. Yeah. Is that right? Um, yeah, so expect Tedesco and the Roosters in general to improve, uh, especially with a pretty easy start to the season. I'm probably going to panic trade out Takiyaho this week, regardless, because uh, 50 minutes with not much involvement and no goal kicking is not presenting me the sort of upside I was hoping for when I started him. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he got 40 points or something, but you kind of want him to be both improving his base stats on last season with the big minutes or reasonably good minutes, plus kicking goals for those, you know, the big uh, price jumps. But with Latrell Mitchell, who also was pretty quiet last week, kicking goals, um, doesn't look like that's going to happen this year. So he's not a must trade, but, you know, if you want to get some cash cows, and there's a lot of cash cows to get this week, um, he's one that could go. Well, yeah, that's it. So moving on to the the Bulldogs, who I thought were pretty good despite the eventual scoreline against Mm -hmm. them. Um, from a, a red-hot Melbourne, I think, scored three tries from inside their own half. Um, just so unstoppable early in the season. Good signs, though, I think, for the Dogs. Yeah, definitely. Um, for mine, Raymond Faitala Mariner was the uh, the success story of the week. Um, almost didn't start with him, but ended up with him in my 17 and obviously won't score a try every week, but playing 80 minutes on that edge-back row, developing combination with Kieran Four and lots of positives for him there. Um, Michael Leisure, who we discussed quite a bit in the preseason, hasn't really brought his attacking game yet, but... Still might. Yeah, so Steve Turner's been talking about both those guys yeah. in preseason a lot. Um, one of them paid off. Vitaly Mariner was great, played 80 minutes, scored a try, got 61 points. So he looks fantastic value um, yeah. at this point in the season. So he's one of those cash cows you want in your team. Uh, Leisha, yeah, it was it was an option we talked about a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the hookers um, doing a bit more in attack. Not that he did that much last week, but his minutes dropping from 80 down to 60 or 65. Yeah which is what happened. He only scored 33 points. He really needs to make a big impact in attack if he's not going to be playing 80 minutes. And with guys like Damien Cook and obviously Cameron Smith um, around in the hooker position, there are better options this year than mm. Leisha by the looks of things. So I think Leisha potentially a hold for a week or two, but yeah. uh, Fitala Mariner, a buy certainly if you've got anyone you, you need to sell urgently. Yep. Moving on to the Broncos and the Cowboys. Cannot wait for this one. It's always a bell ringer. Um, Friday night up there at Suncorp Stadium. Brisbane, well, really disappointing against the Dragons last week. Um, cheapy Jermaine Izako went okay, though. Got a try assist in his, I think it was 32-odd. Yep. Um, Matt Lodge, oh, errors, penalties, threw an intercept pass for a try. Um, so much talk about him in the preseason, but it's, it wasn't really a you know a particularly memorable you know Broncos debut other than that. Um, what are your thoughts on the Broncos? Yeah, you feel like for Lodge, it unfortunately was a memorable debut well, through the yeah. intercept pass that gave uh, Ben Hunt a try against his old team. A lot of mistakes, as you said, but fantasy-wise, he still scored 30 points, which is above his break-even. Um, assuming he, he has to play better than that in future, that was yeah. his first game for a couple of years in the NRL. So I don't mind that at all in a, from a fantasy perspective. Um, it could easily you know, cut out a few of those errors and score 40 points with no yeah. real dramas. So Still a team high in metres, I think, 130. Exactly, yeah. Metres. yeah. Um, so he's definitely a hold. Azako did well, as you said, set up a try. A few tackle breaks, 32 points is great. Um, as we've said before, he's the backup for anyone in the outside backs. Um, could play fullback. There's a bit of 
uh, talk about Darius Boyd's uh, fitness um, this week. Boyd set to play, but that's always an option in, yep. in future. Um, so he did well. Uh, Pangai Jr., I'm not sure if you mentioned him, scored 41 points. Um, looks like a pretty good you know, mid-range cash cow this season as well. So a bit to talk about there, despite them playing pretty badly NRL-wise last week. Yeah. And the other one, James Roberts, two tries in his 48 at centre. But yeah. it's such a problematic position centre and two tries, is, you know, that's not going to happen every week. Yeah, was, you, you, know, you almost want more than 48 points. Exactly. If, if you're going to score two tries, you want that to be a big 60, game. 70, exactly, of. yeah. Um, all right, having a look at the uh, the Cowboys, looks like still no Morgan or Coot. So uh, potential cheapy Ben Hampton gets uh, another run at fullback, although obviously a, a risk in terms of job security. Uh, Jonathan Thurston, a lot of people had as a potentially underpriced keeper, hasn't really started with a bang, but it was his first NRL game in a long time, yep. so uh, he should probably warm up a bit. Jason Talmalolo pretty much picked up where he left off last year. Yeah, Talmalolo, awesome, got 68 points. Um, he's going to be like that all year, you would expect, but he costs a lot of money. Uh, Thurston, the worrying thing there is he had two try assists and still, still only scored 32 mm. points, so uh, he had a few errors and things, missed tackles. But he's going to do that. He's going to have missed tackles yeah. most weeks. Um, so, yeah, I think the concern there is uh, Michael Morgan still to come back. Well, yeah. And when he comes back, are they going to split the playmaking 50-50? You know, Thurston's triasis could go down, theoretically. So he doesn't look like necessarily being the cut-price gun people were hoping for. I mean, it's only one round. You don't want to write off people yeah. after one round. but Especially not Thurston's of the world. Exactly. So certainly give it a week, but um, keep an eye on alternatives. All right, moving on to Warriors v. the Titans. Both of these teams' impressive wins last week. I don't know how many people were <laughs> tipping that, but um, Warriors, probably one of the most impressive wins of the weekend, really. A lot of focus has yeah. been on their their fitness with new trainer Alex Corvo yep. over there from the Storm. They looked uh, a lot better prepared than they usually are at the start of seasons. Um, Fantasy-wise, I think Petahiku was a little bit disappointing. I think he scored 37 or 38 points accrued, minus 20 points of, yeah. of missed tackles, which is obviously a, a bit of a worry. Sean Johnson did really, really well. Obviously, uh, cost top dollar, but if, you, uh, if you're bought him, you're getting value for money already. Yeah, Isaiah Papali is another one who um, yeah. did well. Uh, real cheap, he scored 46 points, um, played big minutes. Uh, very promising, although there's talk that when Simon Mannering comes back in a few weeks, mm. he could slot into that second row spot and bump him out. Who knows? It's a wait and see, but there's a bit of a risk there. Um, it's a try as well in that 44, so that's probably a bit inflated as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, every point helps at this point of the yeah. time of the year, but um, yeah, so you can't expect that kind of thing every week from him. Uh, yeah, Johnson killed it, as you said. Otherwise, I don't know. I mean, round one results can be... Um, Pretty up and down, as we saw last week. It's hard yep. to predict, so hopefully the Warriors can keep up that kind of performance um, long-term, in which case we'll see more fantasy points from them, but uh, we'll wait and see. Yep. As for the Titans, quite a few fantasy points of interest in the uh, the Titans team. Um, no major, I think no changes at all to their, to their 17, so just going through a few of them. Bryce Cartwright, back to his... Yeah. Missed tackling kind exactly. of ways. Was it 30 odd that he 30, scored? Yeah. Um, Jairo, I thought, played pretty well, but still only mid 30s in terms of his, his fantasy score. Leilani Lasu, potential, you know, low end cash cow, didn't really come to fruition. Um, not, a, not a huge lot of good news there for fantasy coaches early on. Yeah, I was one of the people who panic trade panic traded uh, Viliami Kikau out of my team before kickoff when mm. he got relegated to the bench. We'll talk about him in a bit. And brought in Leilani Latu and regretted it instantly. He mm. only made 19 points. Um, 
he did start. He's still going to start, but he needs to obviously score more than that to make any money in in fantasy. And in a few weeks, Jared Wallace comes back, so either him or Arrow. You expect drops out of one of the front row positions. Arrow, you know, played better this week than Latu, so you assume he holds yeah. it. He can play big minutes as well. Um, yeah, so Arrow and Cartwright both a bit underwhelming, but still fine. I think for what their price is in fantasy, they should both improve. Cartwright at a new team, well, both at a new team. So mm. um, yeah. Yeah, we find Garth Brennan then when Wallace is back, I think I'm moving Arrow to lock and Cartwright to the bench sure. because just that, I think I said in the, the pre-season, hopefully Cartwright's missed tackles dry up, moving into the middle, he'll mm. get some more help. He won't be targeted on edge by those fast yeah. halves and centres anymore. Well, it hasn't helped. Like, you know, Josh Papali ran straight over the top of him. He was falling off tackles in the middle. Yeah. Um, he's got a real issue um, at marker when he, he makes a tackle he, he always seems to get run over the following play when he's at marker which happens to him quite a lot which is probably going to happen to him more in the middle than, yeah. than on an edge as well um, so definitely uh, he's one of the most popular players in fantasy and I think he beat his break even so obviously not a sell at this point but in terms of explosive price rises we might be waiting a little while um, to see much on that front so about to move on to Penrith versus South Sydney, but just a quick reminder that the NRL Fantasy League is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui Rewards on offers like $30 off $200 NRL shop gift cards. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more details. Panthers v South, Panthers Stadium, Saturday afternoon. Um, probably Penrith looking a lot better at around one than South. We've lost Adam Reynolds. We'll start with the Panthers. Um, Dylan Edwards, a million yep. tackle breaks, got a good score. Great. Wonga Blake, a million tackle breaks, two tries, <laughs> got a good score. Filiami Kikau, a million tackle breaks, got a try, set up a try. Good spot a trend. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't great news for the Eels on uh, last <laughs> last Sunday afternoon, but good news for a few Panthers. Nathan Cleary, a monster score as yeah, well. Yeah, 69 from Cleary. Trent Merrin got 53 as well. Rock solid at lock. Um, yeah, all those guys were impressive. Kikau only played 35 minutes or something mm. off the bench, which is similar to what he did last year. Maybe a little more than last year, um, yeah. uh, but just explosive. Scored a try, set another one up, heaps of tackle breaks. Um, you'd expect his minutes only go up from here. He kind of caught everyone's attention on the yeah. weekend. Um, he's named to start this week, but the same thing happened last week, so can't expect that uh, to happen necessarily, especially after his impact was so good yeah. on the bench. But uh, he could be a really big minute bench player, maybe in a few weeks. Um, I think everyone's going to get him if, if you haven't got him already, just because mm. those sixty three points earned him what close to sixty grand in yeah in price rises in one week. That will probably go up this week, even if he scores thirty or forty. So um, yeah, he looks like just a, a real weapon. Uh, the other guys are pretty much keepers already. Dylan Edwards is, is reasonable value, especially if he's going to score anything like sixty points yeah. a week. Uh, Cleary was great, uh, but yeah, kick out's the real story of the Panthers at the moment. I don't. So you mentioned you traded him out. I never had him in, yeah. even when he was named to start, just because of he was when he was playing last year. He'd have I think there was one game really early on where he he smashed through for a try and looked a million bucks, and he had some really really quiet games, and that's why he started so cheap at the start yeah. of this year. People got caught up in his his World Cup form, and obviously he started round one with an absolute bang. Um, I don't really foresee his minutes increasing from where they are because I think Griffin's found the right way to use him already. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you'd really mess with, with that formula. Let your, you know, Merrins and Campbell Gillards and, you know, Fisher Harris, Isaiah, you know, these guys make the big the big minute kind of stints with lots of tackles and use kick out as that impact kind of weapon either side of, of half time. His score translated to what roughly two points 
per minute, which yeah, is completely yeah. unsustainable. It's yeah. great if you've got him already. And I'm like, I'm probably going to buy him this week. His break even is really negative. And even if he comes back to the pack, which he should in the coming weeks, you're still hopefully averaging maybe high 30s. Yeah. Point a minute for, for 35 minutes a game is not terrible. I mean, he could be. It's funny, this time of the year, all your evidence is really one round. And so yeah. everything gets exaggerated. If something's a bad game, you kind of write them off. If something's a big game, you assume they're going to do that all season, which obviously is not going to happen. Um, you know, we've seen with guys in the past, like uh, like Cohen Hess last year had a huge start to yep. his campaign, um, was quite good for a few weeks, but then really dropped off. I never had him last season and didn't really regret it in the long run. He made a lot of fast money, but he wasn't a mm. keeper or anything. Um, so kick out could easily, as you, as you said, if he plays 35 minutes, he could score. I mean, he could score 20 next week and everyone will be disappointed. Absolutely. Um, the thing is, price-wise, when you want fast money, even if he gets 20, he's going to make a lot of money again this week. So you hope that he gets 30 a week for the next four or five weeks. That could yeah. give him 150000 or something. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be expecting those massive scores every week. He's not going to surprise teams anymore. Mm-hmm. Like He's got all the headlines from that game. So, you know, defences will be ready for him. I don't know if that's going to help them stop him. But, yeah, well, <laughs> same as Cohen Hess last year. It's one thing to know it's coming. It's another thing to, to stop it. Exactly. So I'll probably buy him, but... Yeah, I wouldn't be stunned if he is a bit quieter in the next mm. few weeks. What about, we haven't really talked about James Fisher-Harris, but he was promoted into the starting side last week. You wouldn't be surprised at all if that happens on game day again mm. this week. Nothing explosive from him, but he finished with 40-odd pretty much all in base in a decent stint, and he's quite cheap as well. Yeah, everyone, I guess, kind of missed him because Kick-Out did so much, yeah. so much better. Um, but yeah, certainly an option. Uh, the fact Kick-Out's a bit cheaper as well mm. and plays the same position in the same team, he's going to get more of the attention, but... Yeah, he's probably a more reliable option when you think about it like that mm. in terms of starting position, minutes, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, you know, wait and see, I suppose, this week. All right, on to the Rabbitohs. Richie Kennar, a two-try sensation with 49 points. Last week, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Adam Reynolds drops out, which means Adam Dwayhe comes in, a possible cheapie at halfback. We'll get, you'd think, at least a, you know three or four games until Reynolds returns from his knee clean-out. Um, Damien Cook, I think 57, pretty good, playing 80 minutes at, at hooker. Um, this week we've got Sam Burgess at prop and Cam Murray at lock, which a lot of people thought might happen in round one, but it's now eventuated in round two. So if you did start with with Cam Murray, then you're uh, you're laughing. Yeah, hit the jackpot if you started with him. Um, uh, a lot of us thought that might happen at some point in the season. I wasn't really expecting it in round two, so... Um, those who have gambled on him, it looks you know it looks like they've made the right move. It means Mark Nichols goes back to the bench, who was a cheapie that a few of us had uh, in round one. He only scored twenty eight, which is kind of fine for a base mm. price player, but that could drop if he's only playing limited minutes off the bench from here on out. We'll wait and see what happens there. Um, yeah, Adam Reynolds. Uh, Souths told our reporter Brad Walter uh, yesterday that he'll miss two to three weeks. There are lots of speculation. It would be four weeks plus. So, mm. um, Dwayne, he's an interesting one. He played uh, for Lebanon at the World Cup. He was good in preseason for Rabbitohs. He could be quite a good scorer at halfback. Um, it's really down to how long he's, he's in the team. So, mm. if he plays two or three weeks, he's probably not worth it if that's all he plays this year. Yeah. Um, he could always come back later. Adam Reynolds has a bit of a checkered history, uh, injury history, so there's always a chance he gets another injury down the track. Um, you really want someone to play five or six weeks to hit their peak price mm. in fantasy. So 
yeah, it's a bit of a gamble, but he could score well in the next few weeks and make some fast money. Mm. There's also the fact that Dwayne's Lebanon teammate Robbie Farah had a decent yeah. run at halfback for Lebanon through the World Cup, That's and if, if things go really badly for South this week, they could always bring him back in. Um, on the goal kicking front, Damian Cook and Cody Walker have both got good records over a short period of time at NRL level. Bit of talk that Dwayne he might get the gig. Would you be punning on a rookie, or would you go with someone like Cody Walker or, or Cook? Yeah, well, it depends how good Dwayne he is, I suppose, mm. um, with the kicking tee. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Walker's got a bit of a sketchy record um, goal kicking, but you know he's he's been there and done that. He's you know an experienced player, had a great game on the weekend, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're, it's hard to gamble. We thought Takiyaho was going to kick for the Roosters yeah. last week, and that didn't happen. So And, and Nissan Masters, but obviously yeah, exactly. Formona came back. All right, moving on to the Storm and the Tigers. Storm, <laughs> I mean, probably the, the most formidable-looking team of round one, even though there were some impressive other wins. They just looked unstoppable. Um, Tigers, a really impressive upset win. I don't know if they can back that up against the might of Melbourne. Um, Looking at the Storm team, a few ups and downs in there. Brodie Croft, a lot of us had. um, It's the first poor score of his uh, NRL career in fantasy terms, which also would include the... um, the Leeds World Club Challenge, where yeah, if he was, was great. if there was fantasy scores live, I think he scored sixty something in that game as well. Um, so his first real comeback down to earth. Jesse Bromwich wasn't terrible, but didn't really hit any great heights. Uh, a lot of us had him as an underpriced keeper. Um, Nelson Solomona went quite well, uh, yeah. well above his break even, forty six odd. Yeah. Um, do I miss anyone in the Storm team there? Yeah, there were Cameron Munster got sixty two playing yeah. at fullback. Um, he goes back to five eighth this week with Billy Slater back for his three hundredth. Um, yeah, they're the main talking points. Sofa Solomona and Bromwich, I think, both did fine. Um, Bromwich should want a bit more, but you know, he's, mm. he's reasonably cheap this year, as we've mentioned. Um, Brodie Croft, yeah, expectations were pretty high because we were basing on his few games last year, but yeah. it wasn't a huge number of games to base big predictions on, it turns out. Um, I'm not too worried just because his first half was really ordinary fantasy-wise. I think he was on minus three towards the end of the first half mm. of that game and still managed to get 21 points. So if he has two second half, two halves like he played in the second half last yeah. week, that's that's 40. He didn't get any tries or anything, so could easily get 40 or 50. I don't know mm. if I'm just trying to talk myself into it. Well, he did. <laughs> but, he had seven missed tackles, which yeah. is a lot of demerits, which you won't think someone playing for Melbourne is going to get too often. And yeah. no real attacking stats for exactly. his previous games. He's had tries and try assists and line break assists and all the rest of it. So there's a lot of upside from where he finished up. Yeah, and you forget that he, he's still very young. It was his first game, first NRL game, as the first choice halfback for the Storm yeah. before he's played with a bit of pressure off as just a fill-in. So um, there could have been a bit of pressure on that game. Um, he's come through it with a win. So the only way is up, you'd expect, um, just whether he'll score enough points to be the value buy that we hope in fantasy that's what we're going to wait and see and to the Tigers who are probably the fantasy story of the week last week had Corey Thompson a min-priced winger bust out 60 match winning try at the end there um, Robbie Rocco sort yep. of surprised a few people by starting in it with 80 minutes and scored 46 pretty much all in base um Esan Masters got a big score. He didn't start that cheap, but he was really impressive as well. Um, a few other guys there. Yeah. Elijah Taylor made 50-something tackles, yep. scored 54. Um, he can do that uh, most weeks as well. Yeah, really really impressive signs from the Tigers, who um, not many of us gave the chance to to get close to the Roosters, let alone beat them. So, um, yeah, Corey Thompson's the big story. Playing on the wing, um, after there was a bit of talk, he could play a fullback. Uh, 
on the wing, you wouldn't expect him to do much against the Roosters, and he scored a try, the match-winning try mm. and 60 fantasy points, a lot of tackle breaks as well. So he had three three offloads and four or five yeah, tackle breaks. Or just something. a great all-round game. Um, that was after uh, Nofaluma, who he replaced, scored two tries in reserve grade. So yeah. um, the pressure was on for him to perform, and he did. So um, with that score, he'll make a lot of money. He made maybe, I don't know, it was 50 grand in one hit. Yeah. And he'll probably do that again next week, even with a score of maybe 30 or something. Yeah. Um, so he looks like a, a buy. Uh, his job security looks pretty good if he keeps playing like that. Yeah. Even if they bring Nofaluma back, you'd have to think you'd keep Thompson before you'd keep yeah. Wotenis Lesniak. So yeah, looks pretty safe for the uh, the foreseeable future. I'd, I'd probably have him as a, a buy, especially if you've got someone who need to sell, even if he's not going to get 60 every week. Well, with Sione Katoa out for the Sharks, he seems the yeah. obvious replacement. Exactly. Week. All right, uh, Sunday, Manly v Para at Lotto Land. Uh, really looking forward to this one. Um, Manly had some some solid scores. They had, you know, Tom Travoy, which was a little bit underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, Daly Tree Evans was pretty good. Lockie Croker, one of the most popular cheapies, was also underwhelming. Lots of uh, errors and a few missed tackles for him as well. Uh, Marty Tapao was really good if you wanted to fork out for a, uh, a big money prop. Yeah, a lot of their big names did well. The fact that it was an extra time game that went for 90 minutes certainly helped yeah. them. Um, Cherry Evans ended up with 55, despite not landing the field goal that would have won in the game. Um, yeah, so decent signs. Croker had, I think, four errors, yeah. most in the comp last week, and still scored 25. So that's reasonably encouraging. It's not like he was super quiet or anything. Yeah. Um, when they're on the attack, he got the ball a lot, you know, his first receiver inside the opposition 10 metres. So he's going to get chances to set up tries. So I wouldn't be too put off if I've got him in, in my team. Um, otherwise, I don't know, any big buys that weren't buys last week? Not really. Not really. Happy Coruscant had a whale of a game. What, he made 60-something tackles 60 or something? Tackles, so, yeah. I know a few people have taken a pun on him as an 80-minute hooker, and that's paid early dividends if you are, if you do have him. Yeah, definitely. Um, not much else to talk about there. Brad Parker comes in for, for Matt Wrights and the only real team change. Um, their bench, they had Lewis Brown and Frank Winnerstein both spent yeah. 80 minutes on the pine, which yeah. would have been like even well, 90 minutes, really, which is even more bizarre. Kleppi yeah. um, Tanganoa punched out a good little score as yeah. a, a bench yeah, prop. Yeah, he, he does, have, does have Darcy Lussick potentially to return. But you look at that Manly team, Kleppi, formerly a, a back rower, he was the only middle on the bench last yeah. week. They do have Lloyd Parrott inside the 17. This week, is Kalepi potentially safe when Lussick comes back? I don't know. I don't know. He, he probably is. Um, you know, they need all the impact they can get uh, mm-hmm. at this point. So, um, yeah, it's a bench forward. I mean, we've just spent a little while talking up another bench forward in, in kick-out. So he's not the worst option, um, even if he doesn't get a starting spot. Mm-hmm. If he can make, you know, have those big impact games like, like kick-out did last week. Yeah, maybe not the number one buy of the week, but if you've got him, then certainly hang on to him for a yeah. while. Um, looking at the Eels, uh, Jared Hayne was on almost zero mm. at half time and finished up pretty good. 38, I think. Yeah. Um, Bevan French, not a great score for him. Um, Cameron King, a bit underwhelming if you're eyeing off him as an 80 minute hooker. Um, I think Brad Takarangi got ruled out of cheapy contention when he went back to the bench yep. in yep. The, the team list, and, that, and that's where he remains this week Nathan Brown's probably their most appealing fantasy prospect yeah he scored 55 it's kind of part part of the course now for Brown Uh, he's not cheap but I think he's still a little underpriced for Mm. how well and how consistently he can score Uh, Corey Norman got 52 Josh Hoffman a couple of tries 55 so yeah and I think as you you mentioned Hayne was pretty impressive Uh, no tries no assists and still 38 points Mm. 
He had a really good um, run out of the in goal when yeah. Penrith were piling the pressure on. He just put the ball under his wing and smashed his way out to the, the 20, which was, were good signs both in, in terms of his prospects NRL-wise but also fantasy-wise this year. It's funny how much flack he's copped in the last few years. You kind of forget how good a player he yeah. still probably is. Um, yeah, so if you've got him, he's, he's not a bad option at all in the centres or wings. Mm. You know, I mean, a fullback covers all those positions and not too expensive. Uh, Kane Evans, a few people were punting on uh, only played half an hour, scored 17 points. He's a no yeah, go. I don't want to be too harsh, but potentially playing himself out of the NRL team if he sure. doesn't pick up his <laughs> socks from what I saw on uh, last Sunday. Yeah. Um, final match of the weekend Canberra versus Newcastle GIO Stadium on Sunday. Um, Canberra, can't they find a way to lose from almost unassailable <laughs> positions? They do like losing those close ones, unfortunately. Um, yeah, Jordan Rapana still scored really well despite. The last 51 points, um, you know, otherwise you look at guys like Jared Croker and he scored 11, uh, not what you want if you've got him and if you do, you know, in the tricky percentage position, he's theoretically one of the reliable guys mm. and he was not reliable. Um, Leilua got a try in the other centre position, so, you know, if he keeps that up, he'll do all right. Um, Elliot Whitehead started at lock, scored 49, I think moves to the second row this week. Um, they've done a bit of a reshuffle in the pack oh, because um, Tapanay's out with a broken finger. Yep. So Luke Bateman's starting at lock. Uh, Sam Williams is probably the, the most yeah. interesting player. So he started at halfback in the end. Uh, Aiden Caesar went back to the bench as a um, bench hooker. Uh, yeah, Williams scored 48. Um, his break even, I think, was 20. It's dropped yeah. down to three this week. So, yeah, a bit of a not base price cash cow, but pretty cheap. Yeah. And if, if you're sitting pretty with most of the other real cheap cash cows, he's an interesting option for the halves. Yeah, looking at preseason guys like Lockie Croker, Bryce yeah. Cartwright's available there. You know, Connor Watson, who we'll talk about in a second, looked underpriced. I never really thought about Sam Williams at all, really, uh, until someone mentioned him on Twitter literally the, just a couple of days mm. before the, the round kicked off, and I looked at him and thought, well, yeah, he's a little bit underpriced. And he obviously came through if you did, did take a punt on him. Uh, if you've got some major fires to put out in your halves, he could be a, a cheap downgrade option. Um, Croker, a lot of us dodged the bullet there. I had him in my team pretty much the entire preseason and traded him out at the, the last minute. I think looking at Croker, he's going to be a really good buy probably yeah. in a few weeks because he's too good to, to keep pumping out small scores. But his price is going to take a hit from, from this game and hopefully be pretty cheap in a couple exactly. of weeks. Exactly. All outside backs are going to have quiet games at some point. Um, he's probably going to have more good games than bad games. So those kind of guys who struggle early on, if you don't have them, keep an eye on them. The price will drop. He might drop pretty quickly if he has another couple of quiet games. And then, you know, in six weeks' time, he could be great value. Last team of the round, the Knights, probably up there with the Tigers for cheapy potential. Um, Callum Ponga, not that he was min-priced by any stretch, but player of the round pretty much with 75 and 12 tackle busts. You know, didn't miss from his, uh, was it two shots at goal? Mm -hmm. Um, Connor Watson was a little bit disappointing. Um, Mitch Pierce went okay. Slade Griffin was one of the cheapies of the week, 63. Uh, he was a very late in for me, but that was obviously a, a very welcome score from him. Um, Aiden Guerra pumped out a really yeah. big score. 59 from yeah. Guerra. Um, Herman Essiesi as well yeah. uh, in the front row got 53. So it was really good. Again, they played Manly in an extra time game, so yeah. every minute helps. But um, even that aside, I mean, Ponga was sensational. Got a try, got a tackle breaks. A fantastic try saving tackle as well which I assume got him some points. Um, Slade Griffin mm. started, played good minutes, 63 points. Uh, he's keen to play 80 minutes. I don't know if that's going to happen with the depth 
the Knights have in the yeah. halves. While he's um, keeping Levi out of the team, yeah. you'd have to think he's still getting you know, 60, 65 oh, yeah. minutes per week. Yeah, and they've still got to really work out what they do there with Brock Lamb as the kind of bench half and Connor Watson starting in the halves and then going to uh, Hooker for the end of the game. Um, if you've got Watson, I wouldn't panic too much. He, he tried yeah. a bit, probably too much, uh, when he was playing. Uh, and Dummy Half made a few errors, but you know he's, he's pretty sharp. Um, can get a few tackle breaks, probably will get the odd try, um, even if he doesn't do the, the main playmaking while he's paired with uh, Mitchell Pierce in the halves. Um, yeah, SESEI I rate as a possible buy. Guerra is one that not many had really considered, mm. but you know he's going to play big minutes. Um, didn't do that much of the Roosters last year. He won't score fifty nine every week, but no. he could easily average fifty. You would expect. I'd say looking at that team, Ponga and Griffin are almost must haves at yeah. this stage of the season, just with the, the scores they're putting out. Um, Griffin, I know, you know, scored a try from dummy half and won't do that every week, but even take that out, and it was still a you know over yeah. forty point score comfortably from a, a low price point um, yeah I think they probably looked would you say looked the best when, when Lamb came on and Watson moved to, to dummy half yeah they were a bit they, they looked like they were more dangerous I think certainly they were a little bit lost I think it's always hard for mm. a half to come off the bench after 50 yeah. or 60 minutes and then immediately kind of control the game not that he had to control the game with Mitchell Pierce there who played mm. well but but if you're a playmaker you're meant to be kind of running the show a little bit um he was all, all right. Um, people are calling for him to get a start already um, and have Connor Watson be the, the backup player who's a real utility weapon as well. So, yeah. yeah, we'll wait and see how they go. They've got to win, so I don't expect them to change too much at this stage. But, you know, their options are there. Nathan Brown's been happy to change the team around week to week in the past. So, um, yeah, we'll wait and see what the team looks like in the next few weeks. All right, that brings us to the end of all eight games. Heaps to digest there. We've got the uh, the review, the preview panel show coming Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Lone Scout Q and A. A few other things on the website between now and the weekend. If you need some any more uh, info, late mail coming also as well. Uh, thanks again to to Yui for bringing the podcast to everyone, um, and we'll see you again next week. Cheers.